Welcome to Meta Manchester, a podcast about the personal and business philosophy of Mancunians around the world. My name is Tan Lei. In this episode, Brian Connolly talks about growing up in Mosside, moving to London to follow his creative path eventually breaking into the Madison Avenue madman world of advertising, and how much he loves being an English man in New York. Here's Brian. How's it going, Brian? Yeah, hi, Tan. Uh, very good, thank you. Where are you right now? I'm on East 54th Street in Midtown Manhattan. Nice. In New York, of course. New York City. <laughs> That's right. Mancunian in New York. That's right. It's a yes. Um, it's a strange feeling, but it's a. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, I've come. I've. My journey's come a long way, but yes, it's great. It's a great feeling to be here. Uh, do you have much of a Brit community in New York? No, actually, it's it's interesting. I have um, most of my friends now are. Um, American. I don't have any. Don't have any British friends. It's a very good point. Mm. <laughs> no, apart from apart from when I go and watch, I still go and watch um, Man United. Do you? Play. <laughs> yeah, and I sometimes will. There's a couple of guys that I, I meet at the pub, but they're not really. They're not really friends. Friends. They're sort of acquaintances, mm. I suppose. But mostly, yeah, most of my, my my friends are sort of New Yorkers, really. Mm. How often do you walk around humming the police song to yourself? Sting song. Yeah, actually. Sting. It was sting. <laughs> I did it when I first arrived. It was a bit of a cliche. Um, <laughs> I actually, bizarrely enough, um, when I first came to New York, which was probably in 1992 or 93, I, um, I actually had a little Super 8 camera. So I was going oh, nice. doing um, a, little fi- a little film at the time. And when I got back... You so edited was, to that soundtrack. Yeah. Well, We've all like done it. it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was a little cliche. But it worked. But yeah, n- not since then, to be honest with you. Oh, awesome! Do you still have the footage? Um, bizarre. My sister still got it. She lives in um, she lives in Cheadle, um, okay. and she says she's got it somewhere. And I, um, I've been meaning to get it off her, but I uh, has she digitized I, it? I don't think she has. No, oh, I no. I still got the Super Eight reel. So, uh, oh no, you know what? I think I transferred it many years ago to video. So it's still not it's still it's not still digitized. not digital. <laughs> no, no. But at some point, I will I will get that and look at it and go. Oh my God, did I really put that song on there? <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay, so can you tell me um, when you meet somebody new today and they ask, what do you do? How do you respond? I will always say I work in advertising, yep. which, which, which is my job, which I do. I'm, I'm not really tend to be specific about the stuff I've worked on over the years, but yes, it's just a general, I would just say I work in advertising. And then surely that leads to further questions or are they quite happy with that usually? Sometimes they're happy with that. It depends what they're, um, if they're, yeah, if they show a little bit more interest and I'll tell them some of the, the, the brands I've worked on. Mainly I will tell them stuff I've worked on in the, in the US really because yeah. they probably don't, don't know a lot from uh, my, days in the, my days in London and the UK. Yeah. And where are you originally from in Manchester? Yeah, I was born in Mosside and spent many wonderful years there as a kid and into my early teens. And it was a great grounding for me. And a big part of that, I suppose, was the cultural mix of 
Irish and Afro-Caribbean and Polish kids and family. It was amazing. Yeah. And then after that, I moved to Fallowfield with my family, my sister, mum and dad, when I was around 14 and lived there for a few years before eventually moving to London. Mm. And was advertising always in your mind as something you want to do? Um, no, not, not at all, really. Uh, I was always good at art and I felt I was sort of artistic in a way. But um, And I, I always felt that I wanted to do something art related. Uh, but I was lucky at the time because there was a, there was a degree course at Master Polytechnic that allowed, allowed you to um, try out different areas in the, in the art arena. And then you could specialise. It was called a foundation course. So at the time I tried fine art, I tried illustration, sculpture. Neither of those really appealed to me. I wasn't really great at painting and I hated using my hands. I wasn't good at using my hands as regards to sculpture and model making. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but then there was, uh, there was another course. There was another, they specialised in an advertising course. And that was more about creative thinking uh, coupled with design. Mm. So that really, that really appealed to me. And I think it was the only course outside London. So I got into advertising by default, really. Do you remember your first, what was your entry job in the business? It was hard to get in. London was a, was a, was a difficult place at the time. Yeah, I bet. Going down to London, you know, I mean, I think I was in the dole for a, a year or two trying to get into it. And, it's not so like you moved. Where, you moved to London without a job. Like you went there to. I went to there seek. To, to, to to seek work. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, I was up and down many times on the train and on on the on the bus, coming home at weekends trying to get <laughs> internships wow, as good. they call them now. Yeah, it was tough and also. I was brave to move down without anything. You know, you're kind of chasing the dream. I think you have to chase the dream. I think that's I think that's a, a Mancunian ethic. Or, yes. or spirit. I think you go for it. I think no, no one's yeah, going like away. My my folks were my they they were behind me as well. And I think um you know, and it was a time when we didn't have mobile phones and mm. the internet. So I was in call boxes making mm. making interviews and trying to speak to people. And it was it was a it was a tough time, but it's like even today, if you really want to do something and you really want to want to make it happen, you'll do it. I mean mm. hindsight is a great thing. You look back and go, Oh how the hell did I keep doing that mm. for like a year and a half? Without, you know, I was getting, you know, I was definitely making headway. And then I got, eventually got a job in an agency called Lintas that doesn't even exist anymore. Um, doing what? I was there for a couple of years. Then I, then I gradually moved on. I was I ended up going in as a, as a junior art director. Nice. So in that case, yeah. So, um, so straight away you're going in as straight junior art. That's not bad. Did you have a portfolio? Did you have any work? Yeah, we had a portfolio. Yeah. I mean, that portfolio, Took me, you know, coming out of coming out of um, polytechnic and two years walking the streets of London and trying to make it better and better because obviously the portfolio is what gets you your job. And mm. I had teamed up with a with a writer then because when you when you initially work in advertising, it's still the same case now. You can go in as usually go in as a as a team unless they team you up because they, you tend to sit in a room when you think of ideas on on brands with a, a writer and an art director, even though you both think think together. Um, you just that's how they used to work it one was supposed to write the words and one was supposed to think visually mm, but mm. it doesn't work like that anymore it didn't really work like that then so yeah so eventually i got into an agency which was great nice and what were some of your memories of like the first big clients you worked with um i remember working on the uh, japanese airlines um when i first got a job cool. there and I was thinking I was thinking you know when are you going to fly me to Japan and exper- <laughs> experience the airline and I realized no 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 no, no. you're, you're gonna you're, use you're your far, imagination you're, yes you're far too low 
okay. in the pecking order to be on a, on a flight. I mean, eventually I moved to various agencies. I spent probably my longest period of time at Saatchi and Saatchi in London for over 10 years. And over the years, I worked on various brands that took me around the world. I mean, nice. I, worked on, I worked on Fosters and they said, well, if you're going to work on a Fosters pitch, why don't you go and experience Australia? Australia? Oh, wow. And I was thinking, you're joking me. And then once I worked on, a, and it's, it's another alcohol, I worked on Southern Comfort. And so why don't you go to New Orleans and spend nice. a week there? And it's like, really? And <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was great. I mean, I, advertising helped me... Um, travel and see the world and uh, yeah. it, it, it opened my mind a little bit a lot not a little bit so it was it was great so it, it was it was great from a creative point of view also great from an experience point of view as well so how long did it take you to move up uh, from junior art director to traveling around the world with Sachi? i probably i i think i i probably about five five or six five years probably and then after, I mean, I, I became like a senior art director. And then the next stage is um, you become a, a, a creative director. Yep. So I probably, yeah, six, seven, eight years, you start to sort of move up. I'd worked in um, a few agencies before Sarchies. And again, I did a various shoots. I was lucky to, I think I did a shoot on for Hush Puppies, Hush, Desert Boots. And mm. they wanted to shoot it, you know, we decided to shoot it in New York. I mean, again, crazy. I mean, advertising was amazing then. They'd say, where do you want to shoot it? Mm. And we'd go, well, we're going to go here. So, but yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think moving through the business did take time because um, it's, it's a little bit different now. They seem to throw out titles very quickly, especially in advertising, especially a bit more in New York. Hmm. where you, people start very very young and they call themselves creative directors before they've even done anything oh it's, yeah it's um and we had to earn that it took a while to earn that if you were showing your work to a creative director when i was working that person was um, revered they, that's they'd a, done, yeah they'd that's done a their really work for years really good point like these days i see 20 year olds on instagram calling themselves creative directors and yeah, you know, it's, maybe it's, 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 I mean, I, I'm, I, I don't want to sound, you know, <laughs> old fashioned or, yeah. you know, oh, you can't be that. How dare you get that so young? It's just, it's just how I felt and how I grew up. And I think now, even when I work in advertising, I see um, a lot of young people having that title. And maybe it's here, I'm sure it happens the same in the, in the, in the, in, in the UK. They assume it to a different degree. There's an arrogance that comes with that. There's an attitude that comes with that, having it at a young age. And it should come on merit. Um, mm. But I just think sometimes it can get a little bit out of control with, with, with like I say, the, the, the arrogance sometimes. Mm. I kind of like it in a way that, you know, dress dress like the job you want to get. You know, you know that's like be... Be the person you want to be like, or you know, call yourself that. And in these days, it's all about making, giving yourself a title. So I kind of see that. Yeah, I think there's a certain there's a certain confidence. Again, I, maybe I'm referring to, um, to to New York and, and people I've met in, in advertising here, young people. There's a certain confidence. There's a certain um, they seem to assume assume this role. Yeah, um, and I think you have to have a little bit of um, modesty. To who you are not everyone not don't get me wrong not everyone in new york's like that but mm. there has to be a i think the, the the british are slightly more reserved we're a little bit self-effacing sometimes mm. um but i think i think confidence is a great thing but you have to you ha i think you have to earn that respect and it's about respect as well yeah so when did 
America first come into your peripheral, like moving there? When did you first think about America? I mean, I'd I'd loved um, I'd loved the states or New York especially, and I'd, I'd look there again with advertising. I'd been to a couple of parts of the states. I'd been to LA. But when I moved to New York that time, when I when I shot that film with uh, Englishman in New York soundtrack on it, um, <laughs> I sort of I I think most people when they go to New York, they they sort of have a they feel like they've they belong here. Yeah, and they feel like an energy. And I yes. I was like I was like wow, this place is probably better than. I ever thought just seeing yeah. it on, on TV and I got immersed in it. I thought this was amazing. And then I never really thought about it after that. And bizarrely how this whole thing happened was a very good friend of mine in London. He was a, is a photographer. So he's a very great photographer. And um, he ended up um, having, um, getting representation in New York. Mm. And the woman who represented him came to London and I met her and we became friends over many years. Mm. And then I think it was, I think we probably met in around the end of the nineties, probably 99. We had this long-term relationship that, that eventually happened. And I decided, I think it was in 2010, we both decided that I should, you know, let's, let's do it. So I decided to um, move to New York. I mean, wow. at the time I was, I was freelancing in, in London at the time. So I came over, and got my got a visa to come over. Um, she lived in New York all of her life. I mean, she she actually she's Korean. She came over when she was three with her family, mm. so she she lived in. I mean, she she'd experienced New York from 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 the, the the crazy days when Midtown and Times Square was full of you know porn porn shops and video. So seventies and eighties. Yeah, she, she. I mean, her stories are, are pretty amazing. So. Yeah, so we, we so I went for it, and uh, bizarrely enough, I ended up like I sort of did in the eighties when I first came down to London, coming to New York, and even though I had a, a a lot better portfolio of work, it was just still a case of going to meet people. But I wasn't, you know, I wasn't ringing people from or calling people from phone boxes then. <laughs> no, no, I had a I had a mobile phone, but it was yeah, it was it was start again a little bit. I had to I meet love people that. And, in a know, way, so I was, love that. I love that kind of uncertainty of just. Wow, you know what's next? Just being in a strange, a new city, and not having any leads, and just having to make your own way. Yeah, it was, it was, it was exciting because I was, I was entering a sort of, I felt a new life. Yeah, for me, um, and um, with, with 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 Judy, who's my wife now. Um, so were you married then? When you when you no, went? Okay. no, we got we got married a couple of years when I when I moved here in two thousand eleven. I mean, we got married in two thousand thirteen. But yeah, it was it was it was it was scary town. It was very it was very odd, but scary in a way that I'd been there before in a in a different way. I mean, when I was younger, I had sort of no fear. It was you know I was straight out of college. Let's get a job. Let's go for it. Obviously, mm. there's a fear element. But when you when you're younger, you just you know you don't you're untouchable. There's a, there's a, there's a, yes, you feel that a little bit. And as you get older, it, it's slightly different. But and I, I again, I always refer to. My upbringing and uh, the city I um, grew up in gave me uh, definitely his um, part of me, and, and there was always no no looking back. If you're going to do it, then you have to do it. Okay. So, what was your first break in New York? I'd worked in I worked at Saatchi, and Saatchi was for me one of the the best and well known agencies in London, which was which was fantastic mm. for over ten years. And I got a job at an agency called DDB here, and it was uh, DDB New York, Dol Dane and Burnback. So DDB is on Madison Avenue. That's mm. why it's called, obviously, Matt Men yep. comes from. And, um, Legendary. Outside agency, uh, and outside the agency, 
there's a there's like a, a like a like a walk of fame you know like they have the stars on um hollywood boulevard in hollywood outside mm. it's a chinese yeah they have the, the you know the famous stars of of famous people with their hands they have um they have uh, like metal plinths in the floor uh, <laughs> of tony the tony the tiger from frosties and they have the Philsbury um doughboy and they have so they have like uh, a like a so they created an advertising those. Walk, yeah over the years there's a an advertising walk of fame which is which i is didn't bizarre, know that it's nice that's yeah, excellent. I did. Oh, I gotta go weird. visit that. I, I, I mean, I think I just saw it the day I went in for uh, my interview, and I just walked across that Hall mm-hmm. of Fame, which was, which was nice. It was, it was, um, but it was interesting at the time. Mm. As somebody who's traveled the world, what do you think, Manchester? Uh, what What do you carry with you from Manchester? Like, is there something that you feel Mancunian about you? Yeah, I think I think Manchester. Um, I think it's in my DNA. To be honest mm. with you, I mean, to me, Manchester has always um, it always has an attitude, and I I think I carry that attitude as well. And I think the attitude comes from from Manchester, always almost saying uh, giving two fingers to London, and saying you you think you're number one, but that we're number one really. And I think it, those things go back, and I think it's inherent and inbred into. Most of the Mancunians, you know, we 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 started the industrial revolution. It came from. I know. It, it, it came from. It came from Manchester. We were the first industrialized city in the world. I, I remember reading. It stuck at me many many years ago. I remember this French historian going to Manchester, and he wrote. Um, he wrote a little piece on it. But one of the lines he said, um, he said, "From from this filthy sewer, pure gold flows." And I always thought that was that was wow. pretty amazing. It sounded it sounded like a sounded like a, an album title. Um, <laughs> Very poetic. Yeah, and I think things. I think that drive has, has resonated through history with, with Manchester. You know, we built a first computer. Even the ship canal we, that mm. was built to bypass Liverpool. You know, the hacienda was built, and mm. I, I was there. That I was. I was there when the hacienda first opened. Were you the Polytechnic? Wow. And I think at the time it was full of. You know, there was great designers. Obviously, I was doing a design course, and it was full of designers like Peter Saville and Malcolm Garrett from Sorted <coughs> Images. There's so many, there's so much great stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was influenced by all that. And I carry that influence and that attitude. I've always carried it. And even when I was in London, I'd go back up to Manchester. I was always influenced by the music. Obviously, I mean, the music. I mean, that's just, it, that's just a given, isn't it? It was amazing bands from the Smiths and Joy Division to mm-hmm. the Roses to all that stuff. And I think it's, um, like I say, that the attitude is, is, is part, of, part of me. I think Manchester is becoming a, a little mini New York these days. I'm not sure if you agree. Yeah, I read an article uh, a while. I think they call it they call it Manhattan. I think it was called. Oh, <laughs> um, and I think yeah, I think it's I think it's great. A lot of people sometimes don't like don't like cities developing and being progressive. I think Manchester is fantastic. Um, I think it was always tried, as I said, even from the Industrial Revolution. And it's, that's going back a long, long time. Mm. But why not? Why not be progressive? Let's 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 move forward. Let's let's be the best. And I, and I love the fact that it's 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 trying to it's it's trying to stand out even more and be ahead of the curve. And it and it, sh- it should do. It's 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 a ama- it's amazing city. And there's some amazing people who have, who have, who have come from there who still live there and have changed the changed the world. I think you know. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Even when I was in, in London, I never really fell in love with London. I had a, I sort of loved it one minute, 
not hated it, but it was never it was never the same. I always gravitated towards really fellow fellow Mancunians. Mm. There was something there was something about there's something about um, Northerners. The, the war there, 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 there really is and i you know i used to play football on the weekends with a bunch of northerners and it was just not that not that i didn't have i had so many friends from the south and but it was it was very it was just it was always something it was comfortable always, it was something comfortable <laughs> and I, I i also think when i went down to, to to london especially in advertising at the time advertising was full of very um it was run by very oxbridge people and some of them were you know you think advertising would be a little bit more um uh, a mix of people mm. but it was still very hard coming down from from the north with a very strong manchester accent mm. and, and trying to trying to fit fit into <laughs> advertising agencies that were were not looking down on you but they you know they just saw you as a little bit working class yes i completely so I always, understand I always, I always felt it was you know a, a, a working class slant and not with me having a, a chip on my shoulder, but it took a while for that even to go away. Yeah. When, I to, when I come to New York, it's very different because I'm just seeing it. Exactly. I was no, just going to say. No one knows who I am. <laughs> no one knows what accent I am. No one knows. But there was definitely a feeling when I came straight from Manchester into London that um, I got... I the snobbery. I got, so, there was a total snobbery, yes. Yeah, I, I think there were certain meetings I wasn't invited to because... What? Is, is, you know, is he, is he going to say something <laughs> he shouldn't, I shouldn't say? Not, I mean, come on. I mean, is, am I going to swear in a meeting? Of course not. But I think there was, you know, it was, it was, they were, it was definitely, I could definitely see it. And over the years, it got better as mm. I, um, as I moved up the ladder, as it were. But yes, the, yeah. it, 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 was de- it was definitely there. That, 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 that class distinction was definitely there. Yeah, the Northern accent, definitely. And it's funny that you say, um, so when you move to New York, it, it's not a handicap anymore because they just see it as an English accent. Yeah, it, it doesn't, <laughs> but yes, they just see, you know, yes. I never thought it was a handicap, just to, I, I always thought it was just, it was, it was noticed. Yeah, yeah. well put, well great, put. Yeah. It was. It was. Uh, uh, sometimes it was, it was a great thing because there were so many people coming from not just Manchester, from up north who were, who were, who were creative, but uh, I'm so many people still still do. By the time I just I just found it, I stood out sometimes for for the reason I didn't want to stand out for. Um, and in in New, in New York, obviously, you just seen as is English. No one ever sort of says, "Oh, you know." When they say, "I love your accent," the same, "I love your." English accent. They're not saying I love your Mancunian mm. accent. Yep, yep, yep. So, which is you know, and I'm just, I'm just a you know, another another Brit who's uh, who's come over, come over from uh, England. So um, yeah, so that, that I think that, this, that that was very interesting along my journey, just to see how um, moving from the north to the south was definitely. I, I definitely noticed the the, the 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 change. Yeah, and I wonder if there's if if there's anything like what do you do in New York now? when you miss home is there a place you go to is there a pub or is there something you can do i don't really and that sounds awful i i i sort of don't miss i miss my family but i don't i don't miss there's not anything i really miss okay to be honest with you apart from some uh, i mean apart from some of the the pies some of the food <laughs> i know can uh, you get any pies there pasties oh we can yeah there's a there's a, there's a store uh, in Midtown, it's called Myers of Keswick, and they ship everything across. And they also no way. Yeah, so it's, it's run by um, it's run by some of it's in Lancashire, Yorkshire. I think it's Keswick. So, and they make shepherd's pies, they make Cumberland sausages, they make oh. Cornish pasties. So yeah, now and again, yes, yes, and it, they they get all the American chocolate here is terrible. Yes, 
most of it. Yes, um, agreed. Like Hershey's, it's full, it's full of chemicals and stuff. So even when you get a Kit Kat here, it's not the same chocolate as we have back home. So they, they ship over English biscuits, wow. like and things like that with it with with the proper chocolate on. I know it's no way. crazy, isn't it? <laughs> okay. Yeah, and, pro- and proper tea, but I know it's weird, isn't it? And it's tea, like, Tedley's. God, I sound like I know I sound like something from last, you know, last of the summer wine or something like that. <laughs> but um, yes, it's it's nice to have that. But but apart from that, I don't really, you know, I'm just enjoying the the American live in the moment. Life, really. Yeah, it's great. It's it's nice to have. You know, we have a dog. You know, and it's sometimes bizarre. We take the dog to Central Park, and I keep thinking it's so weird that my my local park is Central Park. Wow. With a dog, it, that that's that's sort of weird to me. When my my local park years ago was a little place called Alexandra Park, which is a tiny little park. You know, mm. it's just it's just weird. Just it's weird. You know, but in a good way. Oh, it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah, it, it's it's great. I, it, amazing. I I feel very very lucky to be here. Awesome. I love hearing that. I love hearing you know people that appreciate what they have because sometimes we forget we we forget to look around and really appreciate what we have yeah i think it's a very good point i mean i i, I constantly still look around new york and walk places and think i can't still can't believe, I believe i'm here and how did i get here and that that journey and i think yes i i, I think we all we, we all sometimes forget to look up or look around or to and doesn't i don't think it also it doesn't necessarily matter if you're in a like a, a cool place like New York, I think sometimes you just, just I think everyone's journey is different. So you just yep. have a little look around and appreciate. value where you are at that time of life and appreciate where you are. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I think it's all very um, relevant to the individual. Yeah. Awesome. Brian, thank you so much. That was a very inspiring conversation. Tan, thank you very much. It was great to speak to you, and, um, and thank you for getting me involved in this. It's, uh, I, lo- I love all the other uh, podcasts. Some great people on there. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Please visit metamanchester.com for more episodes. My name is Tan Lay. Join me again next time.